I'm Wendy Lannard. I'm the Director of Facilities for Langara College. And I'm Corey Chan, a, a partner at uh, Presidium Architecture and Interiors, and I'm, I am one of the lead architects for this project. We're standing in front of our new science and technology building um, located on 49th Avenue. The building is home to our science departments. The departments were located in various buildings prior to this, and they're now all located in this building. People are very much enjoying it. So the Science and Technology Building is located on the uh, northwest corner of the campus. Uh, the building itself is essentially two rectangular boxes, one on top of each other, with a fairly dramatic cantilever, about 60 feet. And the reason for the cantilever is because it is the entrance to the campus itself, and we have the driveway directly underneath. And this allowed us to get a dramatic effect and still be able to put um, enough building um, square footage um, on the site. Okay, so we're standing underneath um, the cantilever components um, of the Science and Technology Building and at the northwest corner we have um, an architectural feature that we call the Oculus. Uh, basically, it's a glass prism that goes extends from the third floor all the way up to the roof and it gives us um, the ability to bring more daylight into the building for the students and also a nice dramatic um, element to make the it building a, a lot more fun and interesting. As we stand here and we, and we look up, we can actually see the Oculus from below, um, and it does extend all the way up to, um, through, through the building. Um, one of the things we wanted to try to do for the campus overall was, even though we were adding a 130,000 square foot building, we wanted to actually reduce the amount of parking um, on the campus, but to do it in a way that it still made sense and that we weren't going to cause congestion. So through um, a lot of different programs um, with uh, the UPASS, uh, carpooling, and then taking advantage of the Canada Line and the public transit system, um, we've been able to determine that, um, or we've been able to encourage students to take alternate transportation um, as opposed to driving to the campus. Looking to the west, just directly outside of the cantilever, um, we do have uh, rain gardens um, done with um, uh, drought-tolerant plants, and they're really designed to pick up most of the surface runoff so that we deposit less um, stormwater in, into the actual uh, city systems. And then just to the south um, of the cantilever, we do, um, we're also implementing um, two electric car charging stations as well. Well, our EV stations are very popular, actually. Um, we have two more under the, under the, in the parkade under the library, and they're fully utilized, and the ones out here now are fully utilized as well. So the exterior of the building, the, 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 the three floors, the upper three floors for the science wing, um, because it's, it's primarily a, a lot of glass, we also have to be able to control solar uh, heat gain. Uh, typically, for good solar control, the north and south uh, require horizontal screens and the east and west require vertical screens. So we've tried to incorporate both the horizontal and vertical elements on all four sides um, to give us what we were looking for as, uh, as a strong architectural feature, um, but functional. Well, now we're going to go into the building and we're going to start in the main lobby. Okay, we're now standing in the main lobby. Um, this is an area where there's a lot of students sitting around studying in quiet little nooks. Um, you walk through here to, to access um, other floors. Um, you have your, you're looking up through the glass. You're looking at um, labs right above us. We've got more study spaces ahead. 
from this building, you lead right into the library. Coming in through the, um, the, the north entrance as you enter the building, um, you, you're immediately hit with a very dramatic um, six-story uh, high, high space. Um, as you look up, you can see what people are doing on various floors. Um, a lot of the high volume spaces isn't so much an architectural gesture as it is um, an understanding of what it takes to deal with the um, air quality in, in a passive system. So we have dr some very dramatic high spaces um, taking advantage of the stack effect so that we can get um, hot air to rise up um, through natural convection. So now we're going to move um, to the Oculus. So again, as you come in through the building, if you just look to your right, you'll see uh, a fairly dramatic stair, which leads to the student study areas, which we call uh, the Oculus. So the Oculus itself, um, as, as we talked about before, is really um, a really big opening through the building, um, done um, in a geometric kind of a shape. And what it does is that it kind of is the center point of what we're calling the, the student or vortex lounge, which is a series of half-flight um, student study spaces, which connects levels three, four, and five. The Oculus is essentially, um, even with all of its geometry, this is essentially a four-sided um, object. And we've decided to put um, gold glass on two of the four sides so that we can kind of wash warmer light into, into the student um, spaces. People love this space. It's, um, it, it's always full. As you see now, there's students on, in every, on all the seats. Um, it's not a big, large, open space with lots of tables in it. There's more intimate seating on each one of these floors, and I think that's what makes it quite popular for people to do individual studying, and you see them doing collaborative studying here. As Wendy said, because the spaces are relatively intimate and it's actually uh, covered on glass on at least two sides, and then the Oculus is essentially one big window as well. So we actually get a quite a bit of natural light coming into all the, the various levels of the Oculus. And given the fact that it's also oriented to the north, um, it actually has great views to the North Shore Mountains in the summertime. Yeah. Um, okay, now we're going to head to one of the labs. Well, now, we're, right now we're standing in a biology lab. As you can see, it's a, it's a beautiful, bright space, lots of natural light, lots of room in this lab. As part of the energy efficiency strategies, we try to bring in as much uh, natural daylight penetrating deep into the, uh, the, the building um, as possible. Easy way to do that is to basically keep um, all the walls pretty white. Um, and so also supplemented with um, artificial lighting, um, either um, compact fluorescence or, or LEDs, um, again, because of their low energy um, consumptions. And the lighting controls are um, also set with occupancy sensors um, so that when the, the room is not occupied, the lights will turn off on, on their own. And we're targeting the building to be about 60% more efficient than a conventional non-lead-rated building. Um, we tried to use um, materials that were um, locally sourced or manufactured. Um, definitely um, paints and other applicants were uh, all low VOC. So as part of the um, energy management strategy for the uh, project, um, all of the labs are equipped with the ver vertical laminar airflow fume hoods or a low flow um, 
um, piece of equipment. Uh, the fume hoods themselves have to be operational um, all the time, 24-7, um, because they're dealing with chemicals. So these particular units gives us a chance to control the amount of, of air that it's actually using and therefore reducing its actual energy consumption. Here in Vancouver, the City Council has actually passed uh, a bylaw that all new construction um, must do it in a very respectful and a, and a sustainable way. Uh, construction waste, the majority of construction waste, must be recycled and it has to be sorted and, and documented as a part of the, the permitting uh, process. Um, as far as the indoor air quality is concerned, um, construction dust and debris has a tendency to find its way into ductwork quite easily. So uh, the ductworks, um, before they're actually installed, are actually sealed um, and they are monitored um, and checked um, periodically to ensure that the seals uh, remain in place. And this prevents poor air quality at the initial building startup. Now we're going to go to the roof and take a look at the Thermonex. So we're on the roof now and um, located on the roof is the primary piece of mechanical equipment to, uh, for, for the building itself. Uh, the system is called Thermonex and it's a proprietary, highly sophisticated computer controlled system of what is essentially a very um, tried and true uh, heat recovery system. So the principles have been around for about 200 years but the, the, the company Thermonex has found a way through um, using current software and technology to really take advantage of um, heat transfer from cold to um, hot. There are return air plenums throughout the entire building and um, any latent heat that is generated such as body heat or um, heat from equipment, as it flows through the system, it gets captured back through the Thermonex system and the heat is extracted and then um, channeled back into the system so that depending on the time of the year, it can use that stored energy to help supplement heating or cooling of the building. Right. Yeah. Theoretically, if the, if the building was completely sealed, it, it could capture every unit of, of latent heat. Right. Yeah. We're targeting um, roughly 65 to 70% more efficiency. Uh, this is the second building um, in, on campus that is using this system, and it has been implemented in other universities um, in, the lo in the lower mainland, and they're achieving similar results, so we think we're, we should have a good chance of hitting our targets. Yeah. This is what I would say this is the most exciting building on campus. You can tell by the architecture. It's, it's, there's so much daylight in it. It's bright. It's open. It's our third lead building on campus. Langara is very much into energy efficiency and having energy efficient buildings. And so it's our signature building. I think for us this is probably one of the most exciting projects that our office had an opportunity to be involved with. Um, you know, certainly a gateway building to uh, a major campus in, you know, within the city of Vancouver. Um, good sustainable design principles um, are pretty much being implemented in most buildings. Not all buildings are, are necessarily um, LEED certifiable, but we find that over the years um, LEED has really elevated the sustainability in terms of the public knowledge and raising the bar for doing greener and greener buildings. I think sustainable design is, is growing and thriving uh, and it's, you know, I think as architects we like to be able to design buildings that we know are um, not just energy efficient but, but healthy and that people want to actually live, work and play in.